When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the PHNX Sun Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, that was rough already. What? what? <laughs> did, did, did I miss my cue? Oh, yeah. You usually say hello and you welcome get, to PHNX Sun. There's a reason why I did not. Because I talked to you because out of Because you it. gave me crap I got about in his it. head And now already. I, deci- I decide to go more casual. And you get this is hello and welcome everybody <laughs> into another edition of the PHNX Sun Show. I'm obviously not Lindsey Smith. I'm Greg Esposito. Joined by Saul Bookman, and we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. Hit the like. Let's you can, go. You can write whatever you want. It can be mean. It can be rude. Just leave the five-star yeah, review. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be here today. No. So, But we are. You sound like Shawshank right there. <laughs> We're not supposed to be here. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be here today, but we decided, you know what? Let's show off Saul's legs. That's, That's why we're why. here. That's why. I, mean, I said is. Saul's in shorts, so we're there doing we we're doing Let's hide this. the legs right now. Uh, there we go. <laughs> no, what we got, we had a call from our friends over at the Suns and said, hey, Tori Craig wants to come on the show. There we go. AKA, we asked Tori Craig if he'd join you, and he said, yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> so we we decided, why not? And so Tori Craig will be joining us on the episode Suns Forward. We got a, a myriad of questions. We'll go all over the board yeah, with him. Over. We'll ask the the burning questions that you want to know from Tory Craig. But before we get into that, so I want to talk a little bit about the play in turn. Yeah, let's do it. Uh you know, okay, we'll start with the with the Nets and Cavs because it's kind of a throwaway. That's not that wasn't the main course last night on TNT. Nets went up big. It looked like, oh, th- this is going to be a cakewalk. I believe they're up by as many as 20 mm-hmm. at one point. In that game, the Cavs storm back late in the fourth, but too little, too late as they uh, as the Nets hold off the Cavs. Were you surprised by anything in that game? No, no, probably more a a little surprised that the Cavs couldn't put up more of a fight in the first half. But, you know, young team haven't been there for a while. uh, Not completely off guard. And when you got Kyrie shooting the way he did in the first half, most teams will be behind at half. Not going to lie. A bit frustrating that Kyrie can take half the season off and be this fresh in the playoffs. And that's, I mean, that's going to come up big. That's going to be an important thing uh, in this next matchup for them as they take on the Celtics. Kyrie on a a revenge tour, first beating the Cavs, now getting a shot at the Celtics. Durant looked good, too. He had 25, uh, shot 9 of 16 from He was all right. He had 25. He was was Kevin Durant. Uh, in that, but the the main course last night, and the one that impacts the Suns, obviously in the immediate uh, future, is the Minnesota Timberwolves coming back against the Los Angeles Clippers uh, without Carl Anthony Towns, who fouled out in the game. They make their big comeback. They win one hundred nine, one hundred four. That was, if you want an argument for why the play in game should the tournament should stick around. 
and why it's worth it, that game is is what you hand. You go, here, watch this game. You can't tell me that this play-in tournament isn't fun. Yeah, um, conversely, if you're the Minnesota Sabrewolves, you're probably sitting there like, see, that's why we didn't need to be in the effing play-in game. Like, we, we were far better than the Clippers record. I don't even know why the hell we're playing this game. We should be in the playoffs, right? So there is a counter-argument to that. But, yeah, I was very impressed by the Timberwolves, especially um, Anthony Edwards, who was just fantastic last night. He really – he was the one, the catalyst that really brought him back. And, man, I thought when the Clippers were up by 10, I thought it was over. I was like, okay, yeah. they're about to pull away game over but i'm telling you i know pat bev has his haters out there i do not like him at all but damn it if he doesn't make an impact in one way or another he's just such an annoyance and you can see one team had pat bev the other team didn't and that (laughs) little bit of difference was was the separator last night at the end well i i hate pat bev but I know if he were on the Suns, oh, we'd I would be him. like, this guy is exactly him. what we needed. This is the kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Like Some people feel that way about Jay Crowder. Some Chris people Paul. feel that way about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so I get it. Is he dirty? Pat Pevs is, is dirty to another level, but I understand why you'd like him if he's on your team. He's, he's, he's got dirty tendencies, and he always looks like he's on the edge. Um, as we just keep the camera on Espo while I talk, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> <Wake> slightly <up. laughs> awkward. So uh, yeah, he's got dirty tendencies, and he looks like he's right there on the edge the whole time, like he's about to do something stupid, like last night with the slap fighting uh, between him and 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 Markeith Morris, Morris. And and well, who doesn't and, want to slap? Well, Morai, and, and listen, so. that might be the first and only time I've ever been on a Morai's side. Uh, because I was like, bro, nope. how are you going to kick this guy out of the game? And this guy's the one that's just slapping his hand away. Like, you can't do that. And I'm glad that the refs corrected themselves and said, all right, yeah, that, was, that was effed up. It should not have been a double tech. <laughs> like, the double tech is the weakest call in basketball. That's sitting on the fence. That's uh, I'm too afraid mm-hmm. to call what needs to be called here. So both of you go to timeout. Uh, I, I was thoroughly impressed by Minnesota. I did not expect them to have that in them, especially with Carl Anthony Towns in that foul trouble. I just did not see it coming. After watching the Clippers last night, one very real, you know, a reality kind of came to me. Uh, These Clippers are not last year's Clippers. And I, therefore, am not afraid of any of these four teams that we could have possibly faced. Minnesota, I do believe now, is the tougher of the four, and we don't have to play them. The Clippers don't have any depth. That's what killed them last night. Paul George did his best in the second half to kind of keep things you know, afloat, but even he started getting tired. Uh, defensively, they were getting worked, especially in the last four minutes of the game. They couldn't find op- open shots. They couldn't hit anything. Reggie Jackson kind of disappeared. Like Watching that team last night, I was like, oh, yeah, the Suns would sweep these dudes like easily. So I'm not so concerned about the Clippers. I, I've said... I've been concerned about the Clippers, but let me make it clear. I'm not concerned that they're going to beat the Suns. I'm just concerned that it's it's just a a series that just muddies the water a little bit. You go five, six when and and get extra miles on the tires because you know more I even even you know the the proclivity that Paul George has to get to the foul line. It just it's an ugly. It's an ugly brand of basketball. It's things that could just just make it a longer series than it needs to be. Granted, everybody says, "Hey, it's the playoffs. You got to face 
you know, the tough competition. You got to beat everybody. Yeah, I get that. But the fact that you're the one seed and you're the best record the franchise has ever had, you kind of wish that you got a little bit more of a patsy in the 1-8 matchup than uh, than a team with a, a true superstar uh, like Paul George. And I still, I know everybody's like, oh, Kawhi won't do it, Kawhi won't do it. There's still that looming there. And I, I just, that's concerning too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Clippers. They will forever be a second-tier franchise, so I don't <laughs> care. Let's sweep them, get them out of the way. I'm not concerned whatsoever. And I don't feel like they're as physical um, as, as you know, I, I still feel like the the ghosts of Clippers last year is still hovering around here. And, yeah, we lost to them twice this year, but both those games were kind of like just kind of weird games anyway. So I'm not concerned about the Clippers in the slightest. I think we'd sweep them rather easily. Uh, I'm more concerned about tonight's winner, probably the Pelicans, in that first round, should they beat the Clippers. You So before we get to that, we'll get into what's coming up tonight. But did you have any problem with how the Timberwolves celebrated after that play-in no, win? No, Because it, it seemed like that became such a big deal uh, on TNT and on, on social, and I just didn't get it. I'm like, so they're happy they won. They should... Should be yeah, allowed to yeah. celebrate. Uh, it's real, Minnesota for Christ's sake. Real quick in the chat, Zhu is in there saying, is this one actually live? LOL. Yes, Zhu. Yes. We can read your comment, and we are live. Yeah. We had some pre-recorded episodes, as you probably could tell, that we we put <laughs> on air, and so uh, that might have thrown you off for a loop a little bit, but this is live, I assure you. Zhu, according uh, to my phone, it is 2.10 p.m. There you go. on Wednesday, April 13th. So, so if reading your comment wasn't enough, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't have any problem with the way the Clippers or the T-Wolves celebrated. Listen, they hadn't won a game in like 20 years. Uh, in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you it, know what I mean? Like, it's a big deal for, the, for it's that It's a big city. deal for a franchise like that. It's, it's no different than like, let's say the Coyotes – um, you know, finally getting back to the playoffs after having a 20 year absence, you know what I mean? Like the Suns after a decade last, you know, year, like, like you know, after after game one, people were feeling pretty good. Now, we weren't in the play in, so that no. was a little bit different. But listen, this is survive in advance in the play in, like, you have to win, otherwise, you got to play another game or you're just out. And so, yeah. I it's a very NCAA tournament type feel, and I'm okay with that. Pat Bev, listen, I don't care who you are, I don't care how much you hate Pat Bev, if you just Take what he went through with the Clippers in its in its you know in its individuality. Um, yeah, I'd be emotional too if if this team was like, no, nah, we don't want to pay you. We don't think you're that you know you're worth it. Knowing how much you put forth for the team just to get them to the Western Conference Finals and how much you just absolutely like you know you shed a lot of blood, sweat, tears for that organization. They were like, nah, we'll just go ahead and trade you, and they trade you to Minnesota. You get a revenge game in the play-in, and you get to beat that team. Oh hell yeah, I'd be standing up on that freaking uh, that little platform too <laughs> on the on the scorers on table. The scorers there. table, hell yeah. I, I did it as much as I can disdain Pat Beverly at times. He was on NBA today. Yeah, earlier. looking like Prince Hakeem and, from freaking yeah, Coming to America. In a Versace robe on, on what appeared to be from his phone from his kitchen table. So I'm like, I, it's just funny. I can't, I can't Chris, hate on Chris that. Chris Melton in the chat sums it up perfectly. He's trash, but trash has emotions too. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd say at the end of, a, of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so when we look ahead to tonight, uh, the Hawks taking on Charlotte in the East, which, which is going to be the funnest of the four games. To you be honest, think? dude, Trey really? Young against uh, Melo, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I think that's going to be the worst. Why? 
These are two trash teams. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be a good game. I don't know. I just, I don't. No defense? That, that <laughs> game's going to be like 190 to 189, dude. The, the over is 236, and one of my picks today on the betting show was they have to play defense tonight, right? So I took the under, but. Oh, <laughs> man. Way to be it's, dumb, Shane. It's going to be a shootout for sure. <laughs> I give Shane so much crap on this yeah, program, yeah. and I really do like Shane. I'm on a heater. I don't really listen to the haters right now. <laughs> uh, so so who do you take in that game? Though? What are you? Uh, I'm going to take the Hawks only because they're at home. Yeah, that's that's my feel. I I just I don't see Charlotte getting hot, but Why I'm also the guy. hyped up about the game? I don't understand. You got two of the young stars in the NBA at the point guard position, just running, I, throwing crazy passes left and right, I, shooting deep threes. What's not the love? At four o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon in what Arizona. What else are you going to do at four o'clock on a Wednesday? Up. It's the NBA playing with two Eastern Conference teams you don't give a shit about. On it's ESPN. basketball at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Again, what's the problem? <laughs> I didn't say there's a problem. I just don't care for either of those teams. But I think you're right. Atlanta uh, winds up getting the win. But I'm also the guy that said yesterday that the Nets uh, would lose two games <laughs> yeah. in the play-in. So what the hell do I know? Yeah. Uh, I just hate the Nets. Such a uh, <laughs> you doubted Kyrie and KD. I was I, like, bro, I, do you I know who those dudes are? It's Ramadan. Do. Don't di- doubt Kyrie during Ramadan. Everybody knows this. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, Spurs at Pels tonight. Uh, this is a game that obviously directly impacts the Suns because whoever wins takes on the Clippers for the pleasure of getting their heads beaten in by the Phoenix Suns in round one. What are you looking for in this game? Do you do you think the Spurs have any chance? Yes, I do think the Spurs have, have a chance. Uh, is DeJounte Murray playing? Have we found that out yet? Yeah, he is. He is playing. So, yeah, just because of that alone, they have a chance. I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think the Pels are going to pull it out. I actually have the Pels playing the Suns in, in as the eighth seed, um, so I think the Pels are about to pull off two in a row. I definitely think the Pels win tonight. I have no clue what's going to happen in that New Orleans. I do know the winner game. of that game is going to be tired. It's AF. Yeah, well, especially if it's if it's the, the Pelicans who have to travel to L.A. and then – you gotta. They gotta make the decision. Do they pack for Phoenix right away? Do they go back and then come back for Sunday? No, they pack for Phoenix. I mean, I'd imagine so. It's too late in the night. Uh, yeah, I, I'd imagine so. Which then, you know, I think the Pels will be exhausted if they wind up in Phoenix on Sunday. That game going to be a six thirty tip. Is what uh, what came shining in the chat says. Who is that voice that keeps sounding like Jesus? Uh, that's Shane behind the Mac. Uh, he's not showing his face. I'm not going to show my face, so I keep the allure. Yeah, so there we you go. We also call him DJ Father, uh, yeah. but that's only on the weekends. DJ Father. So, uh, so you're thinking we're getting Pell's sons? Yes. I I can see that. I I don't see the Clippers losing a second game, though. Why, why do you think the Pelicans are, are going to take it to the Clippers at home? I just think that the Pelicans are, are far better defensively right now. I think they've played better defensively. I think they can score at a higher, higher clip than the Timberwolves right now because they have a lot of versatility all over the court. Um, and I love their length. Their length is the the one thing that I keep going back to. They've got power down low, um, so they have somebody that can that can actually handle Zubac down low and 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 kind of keep him at bay. Um, I love their perimeter players. I think CJ McCollum is 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 one of the better guards, obviously, in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he can he can score. Uh, point for point with Paul George, I know that. Um, especially considering you know you, you need the 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 external guys to to throw in, and the one thing that the Clippers don't have that the Pelicans do, they don't have Ingram. And Ingram, if he's good, Ingram is 
probably the best player on the court outside of Paul George. If you want to take a preview of the three remaining teams in the play-in and what it could look like against the Suns, you can check out our podcast feed or right here on the YouTube channel if you're watching live. We went through all of the play-in scenarios to take on the Suns. Are we calling DJ Jesus now? Is that what we're doing? DJ Jesus? No. No, no, no. no. All right. DJ Father. Let's not... Shane is nobody's savior. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was part of ESPN's uh, 25 under 25, obviously, a ranking of 25 players, the best 25 players under the age of 25 years old. Uh, DA did make the list. He was at 19. Again, I don't – I I feel like we start to sound like the – not the boy who cried wolf, but the, we, the, the bitter fan base. Yes, like yeah. we very much sound like that because oh, it's always the the disrespect, but it so feels like this is another slight to a guy in DeAndre Ayton who has done everything that's asked of him, who had a big playoffs, who when he's been in the lineup this year has been spectacular and really added new dimension to his offensive game. I don't, I don't understand how. Let's just look at this. It's kind of like the Dwight Howard curse, right? It's it at times it looks like he's just out there, and then there's other times where he's downright dominant. And when you make the argument, like for instance, there's there's a good portion of NBA people out there that do not believe Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer. I am one of those um, because I feel like he had a bunch of empty stats. Da on the other hand, um, when he plays, he those are not empty stats. Like no. he's not he's not getting empty stats. He's actually contributing. You just don't like the inconsistency by which he contributes. For that reason alone, maybe I could fathom him being like in the top fifteen, but not top twenty. There's no way he's a top twenty guy. There's no way he's anything below fifteen. There's just no way he's in the top fifteen of top uh, of. 25 under 25 there's that's not even a debate well apparently it is because on this list tyler heroes at 20 da's at 19 jared allen's at 18 they think desmond bain's better than a miles bridges evan mobley they've got two cav centers uh that they feel are better uh in now and in, and moving forward than deandre ayton which blows my mind so on the, that list. the way this broke down was it was three people voting it was well, that you know that's always a great cross Bo- bobby marks um i don't know what pelton's first name is uh kevin kevin pelton and then it's mike schmitz um and so i so and then so bobby marks voted him in at 11 pelton didn't even have him voted in the top 25 which is asinine. Which is completely asinine. And then Schmitz had him at 23. So you combine that all, he was at 19. You know, I I have a great deal of respect for Bobby Marks. We've talked to him before. And, and I, you know, I Schmitz knows what he's talking about when he's looking at the draft and everything and young players. I just, I feel like this is not looking at DeAndre Ayton on a night-in, night-out basis, which I understand. They're national guys. They don't. We sit here and watch it. When you see the little things he's doing, Mm -hmm. the way his offense has grown, that hook shot, the way that's come into play, like I don't know how you say Jared Allen is a better player. I mean, even even you look at the stats, and outside of field goal percentage, uh, DA has a higher points per game. He's right there 
in rebounds, I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. DA was 20th on this list last year, moved one spot to 19. Jared Allen was 23rd last year, moved to 18. I don't understand how, how you say Jared Allen's better, and that is that is front court teammate Evan Mobley, who averaged less in terms of DeAndre Ayton. And I get it, some of this is projection into the future, but I still think DeAndre Ayton's a better prospect in the future as well. For sure. No, Evan Mobley, no, no, yeah. no, no, and no. Well, look, we're going to – so we're going to have our friend uh, of the program. I'm just going to call him that because sure, he's, sure. he's joining us. Tori Craig going to join us live here in just a second. Uh, I know we've got – I know we have Cole behind. He's, <laughs> I think he's waiting for us to give him the thumbs up. But, yeah, we can we can see you. I think we're good to go. <laughs> we're good to go. So as soon as they bring on Tori, we'll bring him up on screen. This is this is the joy of li- doing this live yeah. and bringing in, in a guest. I, I So, Cole, if there's something you need to communicate, text me, and I'll uh, I'll be able to see that <laughs> uh, so we don't bring you on live here. But, yeah, looking at that at that list, it, it surprises me that we uh, – that DA – is where he needs to be, uh, and I'm guessing Cole's going to text me. He just I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure he can oh, hear well, me. Oh, so, uh, uh, Whoops, no, sorry, wild. guys. Uh, but yeah, when you're looking at that list, I, I just I don't understand it. Is are we are we the drama? Are we the ones that are overvaluing uh, his impact? Because I, I I genuinely feel like we're starting to sound like that annoying fan base. That everybody, every time there's something to complain about, we're like, oh, the disrespect, I can't believe it. But it genuinely feels like well, that. Well, I, I think I think people just want their due. And when for far for far too long, what was what has been happening is it was like, oh, yeah, these players are good, but they didn't win. Like, especially with Devin Booker. And so when you flip the script, you hope that they start to get their due. But that's not happening either. So which one is it? Is it they're really, really good on bad teams or they're really, really good on good teams? Either way, what it is is you just don't want to recognize them because you think the East Coast, uh, for whatever reason, is is the end-all, be-all, which is it is not. Well, now you got me wondering. I'm going to look at this. So Tyler Hero, East Coast, he was one above D.A., Cleveland, East Coast, Memphis, closer to the East Coast than us. Charlotte, East Coast, Cleveland, East Coast, Indiana, East Coast, Toronto, East Coast. New Orleans, closer to the East Coast than us. Minnesota, eh. OKC, middle of the country, but it's Shea Gillis, Alexander. Cleveland Cavaliers with Darius Garland. Miami Heat, Bam Anabayo is at eight. Uh, Zion, who didn't play this year, is number seven in New Orleans. Detroit. How is Zion in the top 25 at all, considering he didn't even play a single play all year? LaMelo and Charlotte, Trey Young in Atlanta. Not that I disagree with those, but uh, to your point, uh, Memphis and John Morant at three, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics at two, and then Luka, who obviously I'm not going to complain in Dallas, but there's nothing. There's like 22 <laughs> of the 25 yeah, are East Coast. Beyond the Midwest, even there isn't anybody. So that could be. I, I tend not to buy into the East Coast bias stuff as much. Uh, you know, so like that that kind of surprised surprised. When me. Tom Thibodeau wins Coach of the Year over Monty Williams, who took a team that didn't even make the playoffs all the way to the NBA Finals, that's a problem. That's an absolute yeah. problem. And there's no reason why coaches would vote for Monty but the media somehow knows better. You know what I mean? Like, it's just its just so asinine. And I think it's a lot we of... We do know better, damn it. And I so. think it's a lot of overthinking, too. Like, a lot of people 
for instance, right? I sat there and I, when I, when we're sitting there talking about, um, you know, people were like, oh, that's a horrible take about, um, about Dwight Howard not being a Hall of Famer, right? Because I'm sorry, I just, I just feel like he wasn't as uh, the most important part of that team. He was an important part of that team. Don't get me wrong, but for the duration of his career. He was not a clutch player. He wasn't a go-to guy. Like so, to me, that's not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, just in my opinion. Now, when we're talking about like the perspective of the na- the national media versus the Suns, like I'm sure there's people out there that feel like the same way about Devin Booker. Yeah. Oh, he's not a go-to player. He didn't do this until CP3 came into the fold, and blah blah blah. And they use that as a weapon against Monty Williams as well. And I think it's just trash. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Cole did let me know uh, that. Tori will be joining us in a second. Craig, or excuse me, not uh, Tori. Craig will be joining us in a minute. Cole thought this was just a a recording that we were going to do, not that we were live. So uh, that's why he hopped in. He was going to talk. He was laughing behind the. He was. He had he had a good laugh about it. So uh, so Tori Craig will be joining us shortly here. Look, I I hate it because the respect isn't given its earned moniker, but at some point, if respect isn't given and you've done everything to earn it respect apparently has to be taken right and that's what i think this playoff run is going to be for the suns is them taking the respect that they deserve making it next to impossible to ignore it by going out there and and storming all the the votes have already been submitted for for coach of the year defensive player of the year et cetera cetera, mvp what's going to happen is um some of these things might leak out and people will know who won what awards. Um, and I'm going to go on a, a limb here and say that this 16-game run that I hope the Suns go on, or at least a 16-win run, um, I think it's going to show the country exactly how dominant this team is, how great Mikel Bridges is defensively, because he's going to make some some noise when guarding some of these premier players like a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson or a John Morant, and you're going to see it. And you're going to see it right there in front of your eyes. And then when these awards come out, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, we fucked that up because <laughs> we never watched the Suns. And I didn't know the Suns weren't a fluke, even though they had the best record in the NBA all season long, even though they just came off a Western Conference championship and went to the finals and two games away from a championship. That's your fault. That's absolutely your fault that you're lazy. You're a lazy voter, period. <laughs> And uh, and they took that personally. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Uh, I don't mind if some of this leaks out and it's extra fuel for this team because it obviously bothered them last year when Monty didn't win Coach of the Year. I right? don't know how much fuel these guys could possibly have hey. left to fill the tank because I think the tank is absolutely full. Hey, as we've all learned, <laughs> any fuel that you can get that's free, you take it right now in this world, this right? Uh, so I, I'm interested to see that. Before... Tori joins us. I want to bring up uh, a little bit from practice today. There is word uh, campaign said he's good to go Cam. for game one, mm-hmm. which means that's uh, that's everybody. I mean, outside of Dario, everybody's good to go for for game one expected. in the series. Yeah, I mean, you knew it. You knew they were being cautious with guys. You know, Cam Johnson on radio yesterday was saying he feels like he's back in in his groove. So. Overall, I'm. I feel like this could not be a better situation for the Suns than it is right now. Regardless of who you play, you're going in uh, fully healthy. You're going in fully rested. 
as much as I don't like the the fact that you don't know who you're playing because of the plan, and and Chris Paul kind of at practice was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm basically not the biggest fan just because you got to sit till Friday night, but they do what they do. I mean, that's just the way the Suns work. You know, the good uh, thing yeah. is, is that, and we'll probably ask Tori this when he shows up, is like, you know, they're probably watching these games, you oh, know, definitely. Get, getting an idea of what, what they're going to bring to the table, what kind of sets they're going to run. Because, you know, there's nothing to hide for these guys now. Like, they got to they gotta throw it all out there and try to win these mm-hmm. games. So, it's you know, they're not trying to hide any sets or anything like that. So, unlike the Suns down the stretch where they were basically running vanilla offense, um, just trying to get through the games and 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 – try to win but that wasn't like really the the main point for them yeah i'm i'm interested in in seeing how and maybe we can ask tori this too but just how they handle this though like are there are, i know there's multiple coaches but uh looking at this but are they watching film across the board yeah, for sure we are excited to have sons forward tori craig join us on the program tori you got saul you got espo how are you today man i'm good man how are you guys Doing great. Really appreciate you joining us. Uh, look, let's just start here. The Suns <laughs> has had a historically great season. Uh, you got to rejoin this team at the trade deadline. How much fun was the second half of the season, and and how good is this team really? Oh man, it was uh, it was it was it was very fun, man. We played with the uh, uh, edge. Um, a passion and all, all of us want the same thing. I think getting so close last year, um, kind of, we knew what it take to get there, but now we know what it takes to win it. So I think that's the most important thing coming back this year. We've just been enjoying the ride, man. Just, just playing together, being together on the road, um, love playing on road games. And I think that's one thing that's special about this team that we can win in any environment, any place. So, um, like I said, we've been there last year. Now we're just trying to come back and and learn from what we did last year, the mistakes we made last year, and and try to pull it through this year. Tori, I got I I got to keep it real with you. Like I, I need you to keep it real with me. When you guys played it, when you were at Indiana and you guys played the Suns earlier in the year, after the game was over, where dudes like, hey, hey, be ready, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get anybody fined, Tori. <laughs> I was just happy to see those guys, man. Uh, we went on a special run last year, so um, playing against them, it, it was fun, man. It was competitive, and uh, it, it was it was nothing more than that. <laughs> what, what do you? What did it mean to you to come back, though? Because I'm sure it was difficult in the off season to to have to make the the decision. Uh, and but what did it mean to know that that this team, this front office, wanted you back and that you could be a key part of what was going on here again? Well, yeah, like I, well, like I initially wanted to come back. It just didn't work out the way um, either party wanted it to. So I mean, when I left, I, I mean it was like a, a empty feeling because I know I knew what kind of group we had, and I I knew like how close we were, and um, just to leave and just go to another team is kind of like leaving out in the past. It was tough, but um, coming back, it just it just all made sense, man. It all felt right, and um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just glad to be back with this team and, and trying to go for another deep run. Does it make you feel? How does it make you feel when you when you get the the type of reaction from the fans? Because they really love you out here. 
um, and they've really supported you since you came out here last year. Uh, yeah. What kind of what, what, how does that make you feel? Oh uh, man, it's, it's it's a it's a blessing, man. It's a great feeling. Even when I left, like I was getting so many messages, man, on social media about, hey, uh, we miss you. We hope you come back. We want you to come back, and like constantly, every day, every single day. And then once I actually came back, uh, my phone was just blowing up with with love from the fans and, and people uh, that are Suns fans. Not even living in Phoenix, it was it was. Uh, it was, it was a great experience, man. I just I just love the support and I love these fans here. Your path to the NBA was unconventional, I, I, I would say. Coming out of a small school, you played in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, what did what is it like to now be at the highest level of basketball on the best team? And how much does it make you appreciate that journey to get here? Oh man, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it every day, man. Like I said, I, I, don't, I don't take one day for granted because I know where I came from and I know what it took to get here. So now that I'm here, I don't, I don't take any any day for granted. I cherish every moment of being in the NBA because my my career in life could be a, a, a completely different, um, especially coming from where I'm from, um, a small school, 300 people, a small town, like 3,000 people, and. Um, just going overseas to Australia and then from the Denver Nuggets, finding me over there to summer league, just staying with it and, and working every day. And it, and it finally paid off. So um, I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity to play in the NBA. And like I said, I, I cherish every moment. I, I have a question from your MB, NBL days. What is a tie pan? I was, I saw the teams you were on and I saw you were on the tie uh, on the tie pans. What is that? Things a snake. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> I, I was asking the same question though when I went there. I was like, "What is it? What is the type in?" But I guess it's a, a snake. I, I, I'm not even sure. I know. <laughs> uh, Tori, you know, uh, obviously, we, I just mentioned the, the fans and how much they love you. Denver fans actually also love you. But we gotta take it back a little bit. Go ahead, and run the clip. Uh, last year playoffs. I mean, walk us through that moment against your former team, how you felt in that. You know, was that was that the highest high you might have had on the basketball court? To be honest, man, I think so. I think so. Um, because just just the the magnitude of the game, the moment, the the fact that it was against a, my former team and it was uh what's that game one or two? Game one. That was game one. Game one. So um I remember having a text message with one. I'm not gonna say which player it was, but it was a <laughs> player on the on the Nuggets. And um, after they beat Portland, he was like, "Yeah, we coming for y'all." And I was like, "Hold up, bro, we're not Portland. It's, it's different." <laughs> <laughs> so just to have that have that moment in a game and and just see how they react and they, it just plays like that sucks the life out of teams, man. And, and then it gets us going. So. Yeah, man, that was a, a a huge moment. So it probably was my my highest moment on the court. When with when you were with Denver, um, especially 2017, I think that was your first year with the Nuggets. Um, you know, you had guys like Richard Jefferson on the team and mm -hmm. other guys. Uh, I know Richard. Is he was he a, as big a trash talker with you in 2017 as I remember him to be? Yes, on the plane, <laughs> he used to talk about my school I went to. He's <laughs> Upshaw State, 
Yeah, he, he used to talk trash to everybody, man. Richard, he used to, he loves to talk. He can do that. He get a lot, but uh, it was a great play with him, man, because he's uh, he's he's been on good teams and championship teams, so it was great to learn from him and 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 pick his brain and things like that. And Isaiah Thomas as well, he, he was on that squad as well. Um, I got to play with him with Denver, so man, playing with guys like that who who've done a lot in the league is it can only help you. On on plays like that alley oop that we just watched, do you guys? notice the crowd because there's a very famous clip that comes out that the kids celebrating that the TV cuts to, but do you notice those kind of things on the jumbotron and, and in the stands, or are you guys just so locked in that you just kind of feel the energy? Yeah, a little bit of both. You try to stay locked in. I remember, I think I remember um, last year when the, when the kid took his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. It was during a uh, timeout and I was Coach was in the huddle talking about something, but once that happened and the crowd went, I just like <laughs> it, was, it was. It was like hard to hear coach, and it's just man, it, it's just crazy moments. You just trying to trying to soak it all in, but uh, yeah. So yeah, and no, you, you try to stay locked in and focused, but sometimes moments just take over the the whole arena, and you have to be a part of it. So um, that that's kind of what that was. Going going forward to this season. You had one of the few perfect games in NBA history, 21 points. I believe you were 8 for 8 from the field, 3 for 3 from the three-point line, 2 for 2 from the free throw line, and you had 14 rebounds. Uh, yeah. Did you realize you were you were perfect from the field after the game until after the game? Um, the, I didn't – no, no, I didn't realize it until after the game because in, in the game, like, it, it's so many things that happens in the game. You don't – and in today's NBA, you don't know what they count as a miss. You go for a tip rebound and then miss it and hit the rim. That, that counts as a miss. So, I, I, no, I didn't know until, until after the game. So in your time overseas, you won an MVP. You won a Best Defensive Player Award. You Looking at Devin Booker, looking at Mikael Bridges, do these guys deserve to be MVP and Defensive Player in the year in your mind, knowing how, what it takes to get there in the league? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, it, it's hard to see why not. Like, Mikael guards the best player um, every night. Guard most positions. Um, impact, impact the floor definitely on the defensive end, and he's on the best team in the NBA. And with Booker, what he does for us, scoring, playmaking, clutch, crunch time moments. Um, with CP, with other guys out, he's still carrying that load for us and. And we're still winning, and, and the best team, best team in the world. So I, I don't see why not. He's not a front runner MVP, and and Mikael for Defensive Player of the Year. Do you have any more serious questions uh, for no. for, for Tori? Uh, Tori, are you ready to have a little fun? We got a game prepared for well, you before we get to oh, the game. Oh, I, wanna, do, I have you one have more one, question okay. before. So our, our ASU guys like to play this game: drip or no drip. Real yeah. quick, uh, I love the hat. First of all, uh, I think that that's that's a nice little piece you got there. But on the team, who has the most drip? Who has the most drip on the team? Uh man, I don't, I don't want guys looking at me side eyes. <laughs> <laughs> who who fits your style the most? Then let's just say it that way. You know who 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 do you kind of vibe with the most? To you, it's about five guys on the team that swear they have the best drip. <laughs> Jay Crowder, definitely book and CP. You could probably throw DA in there. 
So in, in, their, in their heads, they definitely have the best drip. <laughs> okay, so you know where I'm going to go next, right? What? You got the, who got the least drip? <laughs> who got the least drip? It was Frank when he was on the team, wasn't it? <laughs> was it uh, yeah, Frank. My, uh, let me see. <laughs> the least drip. <laughs> Body bus, man. <laughs> you you don't have to answer it. We don't want you to get in trouble with no, any team. No, I want to know. I want answers. I want to know who got the least drip. Us today. Yeah, it is definitely us. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I had to choose. <laughs> I'm trying to go down the line. Go down the line. Uh. No, nah, I'm not going to throw anybody it's, out. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Jay Gaspar. My buddy Jay Gaspar has the least drip, right? <laughs> We're the best team in the league. We've got the best <laughs> There, there we go. go. There you go. Good answer. Good Tori, answer. we do have a game we want you to play. It's called – let's throw the graphic up there, Shane. It's called Craigslist, all right? The premise is simple here. I'm going to give you a, a topic. You're going to buy or sell it, all right? Just all right. that simple. So, Tori, the first one, Indiana Winters, buy or sell. Sell. Yeah. Uh, being a dad. Bye. All right. Uh, are ins insects being animals? Are insects animals? Buy or sell? Uh, sell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We had a heated debate about whether insects were animals. And in the dictionary, it says that insects are animals. But our producer, Shane, is full of shit. And I don't believe that. It says they're I think animals they're in the insects. Dictionary. Insects are just insects, it says man. They're animals in the dictionary. No. No. I should ask my son that. I wonder what he would say. <laughs> this is what we get what we get fired up about on this show, Tori. Uh, celebrating after an NBA play in game win. Uh, buy or sell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry uh are you are you a playstation uh, do you buy or sell playstation or xbox I'll, I'll give you an option on that one uh really probably probably sell it used to be sell PlayStation, but now I'm probably buy PlayStation sale. Xbox. All right. And then uh, one last one, uh, a Monty Williams inspirational quote, buy or sell? Buy. That's what I thought. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, we do have one one final one we want to ask you here before we let you get out uh, of here. Look, a lot of talk over the summer in terms of, uh, you know, there was talk that you were going to get offered a ring from Milwaukee uh, because you had played there. We've debated in here whether we would take a ring or not in that situation. But did did you get offered it, and did you actually take a ring from the Bucks? All right. So I was qualified to get a ring for the Bucks, being that I played with them enough games to win it. But I didn't follow through with it because they beat us in the finals. There you go. I love that. Love that answer. You I mean, you could have always pawned it off, right? Like, hey, you know. <laughs> I, I would have been traded to a different team and they won the finals. It probably would have been different. But the fact that they beat us in the finals, it's like I don't even care enough to – because we lost. They, they, yeah. they beat us. Hey. Tori, and Tori, that's why you are an absolute fan favorite and people just absolutely love you. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on our show. And I hope you had a good time. 
Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Thank yeah. you. Best of luck in the playoffs, Tori. That is Tori Craig, Suns forward, having a little fun with us today. A pleasure. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. We've had a bunch I, I of guys. Mean, that was awesome. Uh, Tori, like, Tori, that was dope as hell. Tori was chill with that. I love that a lot. I was going to say, are you happy that you're not going to see Indiana in this year's finals so you don't have to go through that again? <laughs> but I, I, I refrained from it. I didn't know that he was going to actually answer the, the Bucks championship uh, ring question because I looked all over the internet because it was such a big deal over the summer and nobody had an answer from him whether he did or not. Now we know he did hey, not accept that because they beat him. I mean, that that was pretty dope. Like, and he gave a thorough answer as to why, yeah. like, and how he felt, and in in like, I respect it. I mean, I absolutely yeah. respect it. We all debated: would you take it? Would you not take it? I said, yeah, hell yeah, you take it. You know what I mean? Like, but Tori. He's 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 more of a stand up dude than I am, and he was like, "Nah, man, nah. they beat us. If it was any other team, he'd have taken it. But since they beat us, nah." Do you know what the cost of gold and diamonds is right I now? Mean, Melt that shit down. Yo, sell that sell shit for up. gas right now, son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I actually appreciate that because, yo, as fans, it hurts when you when you watch mm. your team lose like that. I can't imagine what it's like to be on the actual court. And then know that those were guys you were in the locker room with, and then be offered, "Hey, you want this rig?" Mm -hmm. uh, I I get it. I totally get it. So a, a pleasure to have Tori Craig here. I'm gonna do a Lindsey Staple. So anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, no, no, no weird. Uh... That's usually my my gut reaction every time <laughs> she asks that. But I'm like, okay, let me think of something just in case. But. Uh, no, no weird H Mart foods. I have to. <laughs> no, I have no. To do. I did not bring the salmon skin chips. So, oh, that's uh, next time. That is next time. That's next time. Look, uh, I don't know. We may have another episode before before Sunday. Well, I there think, may be a surprise. I episode. think. I think at the least we will talk uh, probably either late Friday night or Saturday about the the matchup that the Suns will have on Sunday evening. So Yeah, definitely. Sunday evening coming up at 6.30 p.m. is tip time. Zhu says you got to do the well. 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 Uh, <laughs> we, we will. Uh, I can't. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't read the comments because I can't see the comments. Oh, There's a basketball Ray, in the Ray, way. Rach uh, in the, in the, in the, gave, us, gave us the super chat. Man, I cannot speak right now. <laughs> Rach with the super chat. This was such a fun episode and also wanted to say thank you for all the extra videos you have been doing this this week. Thank you, Rach. We appreciate you appreciating us. Just just wait. There's a couple more coming. There may be a uh We've got shit to do video? all day. And Gerald and Lindsay left us to our own devices. Uh -oh. We might go ham a few more uh -oh. times this week. Uh, and I'm, I may have a video essay. I may oh. do one. I may do one. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to. So uh, we, we'll have other things coming up. But 6.30 tip time on Sunday against... Whoever the hell wins this play in. I think it's on the West. I thought. I thought, it was, I thought, it was, I thought it was nine Eastern, so six o'clock. So we oh, will that, be live at five thirty. This whole having to do the math thing. Just tell me what time it's at in Arizona. Sunday, folks. Okay, thirty minutes before the game, we will be here live in studio. Gerald will be down at the Footprint Center. We may have some guests. We're working on surprised and surprise surprised analysts. Surprise guest analysts, not <laughs> no. surprised analysts. Because we, gonna, when they're here, we, we hope they're not surprised. They're just gonna pop in and go. Oh, oh no. I'm here. <laughs> they took the duffel bag off my head. I don't. <laughs> Why did I wind up here? <laughs> no, we may have some surprise analysts throughout the playoffs. We'll also be doing some live watch parties for road games down at the Ainsworth across from the arena. So we will have you covered. For everything Suns playoff run, let's buckle in. It's going to be fun. So for our guest, Tori Craig, 
for, I guess, at uh, Gerald Bourget. You can follow him at Gerald Bourget on Twitter. Yeah, for Lindsay Smith, at Lindsay Smith AZ. For Saul Bookman, Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because he got Tory Craig to laugh and you got to store that shit somewhere. Hell yeah. And I'm at Espo. And remember, if you get offered a championship ring from a strange team, always turn it down. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No-